Hi there, and welcome back to the Woman Inspired Podcast. If you've just tuned in with us and not been a part of Woman Inspired before, my name is Karen McCracken. And um, that really doesn't make sense because even if you have tuned in before, my name is still Karen McCracken, <laughs> and this is the Woman Inspired Podcast. I'm your host. You can find out more about me by going to womaninspired.com. I'm glad you joined me today, and I'm here to inspire you with true life stories of events, people, places, and all sorts of little things that I hope will inspire you as much as they have inspired me. I don't guarantee that I will speak perfectly, that I won't stutter, that I won't do a little backward talking, and I might not laugh at myself, but I sure hope you enjoy today and you get as much out of it as I do being able to share these things with you. So if you haven't listened to it as of yet, you can check out the other Woman Inspired episodes by going to the Woman Inspired website and clicking on the Podbean podcast player. I'm not sure where you're tuning in today, but if you can find, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, or Spotify, I would appreciate it. You can also follow us and by us, I mean me on Instagram. You can just search for one woman inspired. That's the number one followed by woman inspired. So today's story is actually a few different stories I've compiled. This is a little collection of stories where God has shown me some eternal truths and taught me some little life lessons and woken me up by using everyday life situations. Uh, people and events. Sometimes they're crazy things in my opinion, and sometimes they're normal yet phenomenal. I have this uncanny ability that I'd like to share with you that I can find myself in semi-frequent strange situations. I have been accidentally locked in public bathrooms. Yes, that means more than one (laughs) at different times, and even one time had to be rescued by the fire department. Um, I've gotten frozen to the front of the windshield of my car following a severe snowstorm. And honestly, I can trip over a molecule of air floating anywhere in the vicinity of my feet. In fact, I pretty much need a bubble wrap outfit and I'm working on a line of bubble wrap fashion wear as we speak. So I'll let you know when I get that out. Um, even as a young girl, I was extremely observant of who and what is around me. I didn't talk a whole lot uh, growing up, although my dad says that I've more than made up for it as an adult. But I have what others have called a remarkable memory. I recall things from when I was one, two, three, four, and five years old. And uh, I can remember entire conversations from over the years and play them over and over and over in my head. (laughs) And until I had a brain aneurysm in 2007, I could recite scripture and text like nobody's business. But with age and time and other factors, some of my remarkable memory is not so remarkable anymore. But thankfully to say this, um, there are things that I do still remember well, including conversations and sometimes just the air or the presence around me. I attribute some of that to having obsessive compulsive disorder. (laughs) But I've learned over the years how to observe not just the words being spoken in my presence, but also the body language and the demeanor of others, as well as paying attention to their countenance and spiritual aspects of what's going on in the moment. I give you all that background information to let you know that I'm not a big eavesdropper, but I hear things, lots of things. Uh, Another odd thing about me, I kind of have hearing like a canine, 
I'm not ashamed or embarrassed to share these things with you (laughs) or share with you some things that I've heard and seen in my everyday life that I hope will make you laugh, but also inspire you to maybe, maybe pay a bit more attention to what's going on around you. I know sometimes we have no choice. It kind of is slammed right in our face, but other times things that might seem like they're slammed in our face that we've become a part of or witness to, we easily tuck away, we forget about, and we ignore the lessons in them. But I believe we're in a time when God is prompting us to pay attention, to notice, to discern, and take in, and and see how God is using what's going on around us to maybe mold and shape us, to guide us, to move us, maybe change our viewpoint or even affirm our viewpoint and to affect our lives in a significant way. God can use the simplest of things to break through the most complex. God can use the weak to create strength. He can use what seems chaotic to calm a storm. And God can use the normal every day to prompt us to create something altogether extraordinary. All that being said, today's podcast is titled, Lessons from the Deli. Why? Well, that's a good question. That's because the deli is one area of the public domain where I also seem to find myself in very interesting situations. (laughs) Um, But before I get into lessons from the deli, I'm going to share with you today's pod quote. Yep, that's right. Each and every podcast, I will have a pod quote that I'm going to share with you. A pod quote is simply a quote or a scripture or a tidbit of inspiration that I'm going to share with you, hoping that it will resonate with you like it has with me. So this week's pod quote is, when you judge another, you do not define them, you define yourself. That's Wayne Dyer. And again, as I've said before, if you'd like to write that down, that's great. But if you're driving and you're listening to this podcast, I prefer you wait, but I'm going to repeat it anyhow. When you judge another, you do not define them, you define yourself. And that quote is significant all on its own, but you'll see why I chose it. (laughs) Because as I unfold the lessons from the deli, uh, I think you'll understand. So several years ago, I was having one of my typical crazy days, Uh, having an adopted special needs son, especially when he was younger, things could get a bit contentious to say the least. If you've ever had any children in the house or you know, hey, if you're getting ready to have children, let me just prepare you. There are days you don't want to get dressed up to get out of the house, and you might end up in sweats and pajamas all day long. Okay, let's just be real about it. Not that you'll be sitting around doing nothing all day long, but you won't have time to mess with your hair, your makeup, or be concerned about how you look when your priority is taking care of someone else. For anyone who is a full-time caregiver, or ever, or maybe you have ever been a full-time caregiver, Most often, your needs and definitely your wants come last on the list, as it should be, but not to say that we shouldn't have times where we make ourselves a priority or we make self-care a priority, but oftentimes the reality is it's last on the list. I've learned over the years, just as a side note here, that I would have done myself a greater service had I been more concerned with self-care and taking time for my relationship with God in those early days. If I had, I wouldn't have run out of energy so often. I wouldn't have run out of the, the physical, mental, or spiritual fuel I needed to keep going without burning out or coming to a halt. However, thankfully, over time, we learn and we discern and hopefully we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. 
So back to my story from the deli, though. I'm one of those people who really doesn't care what other people think of me. So I will slap on a pair of sweats and a t-shirt or sweatshirt and throw my hair up in a clip and dash out the door to go run my errands and be done with it. I'm just one of those people who has very little care in the world most of the time, whether or not I have makeup on my face, and it doesn't matter if I have a stain on my shirt if I'm just going out to run errands. Even now, you might show up to my house for Bible study, just ask the women in my group, (laughs) or just pop by and knock on the door, and I could be in my pajamas. And that's at any time of the day. Not because I'm tired all the time, although I do get tired, and not because I'm sleeping, but just because, by gosh, my pajamas are comfortable. And if yours aren't, you need to buy some new ones. (laughs) But I'm really not going to go to Kroger or the post office to, to, uh, excuse me, I'm not going to go to Kroger or the post office to impress anyone. Can I get an amen on that? It's just the way that I am. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. And maybe you don't consider it a good thing. But there are times when I look in the mirror and I think, oh my gosh, is this me? (laughs) But that's life, folks. That's who I am. And this is where I am. So I was having one of those days anyhow back then where I knew I needed to get things done and I needed to go to the store, including the deli, but I just could not motivate myself to put on anything more than that pair of sweats, a t-shirt, and put my hair up in that clip. And as I said, most of the time, I don't care if I'm looking like Miss America or a cartoon character. Either end of the spectrum is fine by me, as long as I can get done what I need to get done. But I wasn't feeling well that day. I'd had a difficult, I mean, really difficult week with my son and an an emotional time dealing with some of his issues. So I threw myself together and went to to the deli. Now, the deli counter experience has typically been a good one for me. Although it's always, always very interesting. There's almost never a time when you don't have to wait because it's a really popular place. The man who worked behind the deli counter at that time was so nice. We always chatted, joked around, and it made me feel good. It's kind of like that old TV show Cheers, you know, where you walk in and everybody knows your name. When you go to the deli and the people who work there and other patrons see you and they all know your name, it's a comfortable, good feeling, right? I mean, you expect someone to shout out Norm when you walk in the door and I loved it. So it didn't matter what I was wearing and nobody treated me any differently because I wasn't wearing high heels with jewelry on, my hair wasn't done up and I didn't have makeup on my face. However, this day was a little bit different. On this particular day I speak of, when I went in, as is frequent for me, I had a lot of aches and pains from some physical issues that I have, and my mindset was not great. So I was in pain, um, and I wasn't having a lot of success, as I said, with helping my son. So I was down on myself. Life didn't seem as peaceful and rosy that day as it sometimes does. And quite frankly, I felt a little bit more like, I don't care about how I look because I won't look good no matter what I do. So who cares? That's a whole entirely different thing than not caring what other people think of me. So that's the mindset I was in. Have you ever had one of those days? I think most of us have. You know, one of those days when you pull out the old fat pants and you know that you'll fit them now because they're really not fat pants anymore. You've grown into them. You actually need to get bigger pants to have fat pants. You know what I'm saying? And and I'll stop here for a second and say, in case you don't know what fat pants are, they're really pants that you wear when you're bloated, 
you know, or you've gained three, four or five pounds from water weight or feminine issues and inflammation, or you've been eating the wrong way for a few days. So don't get all politically correct on me, please. Fat pants are for when you're feeling fatter than your normal size, whatever that size is. You don't feel comfortable in your regular clothes, so fat pants are just a little bit bigger, so you don't have to feel bad about yourself or take the time to squeeze into clothes that are uncomfortable. It doesn't matter if you're a size 2 or 22. If you're a woman, it would behoove you to have a fair pair of fat pants. So if you don't have any, I encourage you to get some. And um, as I'm saying this right now, I'm thinking maybe you don't need them nowadays because there's such thing as yoga pants. You may never see a yogi except the bear at the park, but most likely you've seen yoga pants or you have yoga pants, which I believe will fit anyone any size, no matter how bloated. They may not look good on anyone ever, but they're available. <laughs> oh, something I think we should outlaw. But anyway, I digress. So you may look fabulous at that size too or at that size 22. But there are days when you just don't feel fabulous. God bless us female and our har- females and our hormones. Um, and God bless the, the females and the males who put up with our hormones. Um, I mean, just bless all those moms and dads who put up with their hormones growing up and all the husbands who put up with the hormones now. <laughs> so anyhow, I'm going backwards here. Well, this is one of those days as I said before, where I felt like that. I felt like I'm ugly. I feel worthless. I wish I were a better mom and no one can help me. That was the kind of day that I was having. It was probably not the best day to go to the deli. However, I went. So I thought it's okay because, you know, I'll come out of there feeling better. I had in the back of my mind that I'd run my errands, go home, and then everything would be fine. But as I was in the deli, standing there chatting with the nice deli man behind the counter, all of a sudden, I'm talking to him, and he turns away from me. His line of sight shifts completely to the right. I followed his eyes and his head to see that he's looking to my right at a woman beside me, a woman whom I have coined for storytelling purposes as Miss Perky. Yep, that's right. Miss Perky. Beautiful, blonde hair, done up just so, breasts all high and perky and looking wonderful. Makeup on, a beautiful outfit, and he's staring at her. Well, he's staring at parts of her while I'm talking. That did not help my mindset or my peace of mind that particular day. I just stopped talking mid-sentence. He completely left me and started to help her. So I'm standing there waiting and seething inside And yet at the same time, I'm glancing cautiously to my right, looking her up and down out of the corner of my eye. And all the while, it's making me feel worse about myself. Have you ever been there? You know, comparing yourself to someone else? Yeah, it was one of those days. I literally had my hands across my chest trying to cover up the fact that my breasts were probably six inches lower on my chest than hers were on her and thinking about my hair and how I'd just thrown it up in this clip and how I had no makeup on, which is crazy because I don't typically wear makeup anyhow and it usually doesn't bother me. But that day, boy, oh boy, Satan was attacking me and my mind was saying, oh, if only I looked better, I would feel better. Maybe if I were more put together like Miss Perky, then I wouldn't be having bad days like this. Or maybe if I did more to my hair or had a better wardrobe, then maybe my life would be better. Or maybe, just maybe I'd be a better mom. 
Now, I know that is not, let me repeat, that is not sound thinking. But in that moment, those were my thoughts because I truly do know that how someone looks on the outside is not necessarily reflective of that person's value, their worth, or how God sees them. But on that day, I was feeling bad. And the more I looked at Miss Perky out of the corner of my eye, the worse I felt about myself. So as I'm standing there judging myself and quite frankly, judging her, thinking how wonderful her life must be because of how she looked, I hear this, excuse me, excuse me. And I slightly turn to see Miss Perky is talking to me. Not at all what I wanted to happen. I turn to look at her and she says in this sweet, shy voice, Excuse me, but I was wondering if it's not too much of a problem if you could tell me a little bit about the churches in the area. I just stared at her. I'm sure I had this dumbfounded look on my face. I blinked and, and looked at her like she was speaking pig Latin and I was a goat from Sweden. I mean, here, here I am judging Miss Perky in my head. And she's standing here wanting to have a discussion about going to church. And I thought, oh, God, you're so good. I mean, he got me right there, didn't he? And then, okay, that's not it. Then out came the thing that God used to wake me up and teach me a real lesson at the deli that day. Miss Perky says to me, well, I'm sorry to bother you. I just I just felt like I could approach you. You see, we're new in the area and I'm looking for a church that has a program that works with special needs kids. Yeah, wham, bam, wake up, ma'am, because right there in the deli as I'm judging Miss Perky and myself, by the way, God smacks me with the truth. I could see tears building up in her eyes, y'all. She just had this little bit of tear in her eyes as she waited for me to respond, which probably seemed like an eternity to her because I have no idea how long I just stood there and stared at her. My mouth probably dropped open. I mean, my resolve to be judgmental um, and feel self-righteous because somehow I, I looked in disarray and felt in disarray inside, um, it was much less justifiable to me in that moment after she asked me that question. My little place of self-pity was shrinking by the second as I just stared into this woman's eyes. This woman who obviously felt in disarray, but looked fantastic on the outside. I judged her by the outside, by the way she looked, not even knowing who she was on the inside or what she was going through. I mean, the cross, the, the thought crossed my mind that there were likely places in her life that were unorganized or where she felt as if she were falling apart, where in my life, those same places were just fine. And yet there were probably places in my life where I felt like I was falling apart, but in her life, those places were just fine. And, and how could we perhaps learn from each other? I mean, and that's a day at the deli, chock full of lessons, my friends. That's God showing up in the small, everyday places, turning the ordinary into something extraordinary. Now, I could have just pushed that aside, forgotten about it, gotten aggravated with it, or, or felt humbled in the moment, but I didn't. I took it in. I mulled it over. I prayed about it. I was convicted from it because as I was judging her and myself in that very moment, God used the truth of the situation to show me that we both had value and worth. He taught me that no matter what we look like on the outside, no matter how many challenges we have, most often we have a whole lot more in common than we realize. 
At this point, I could say that I have a firm belief that the sale of deli meats and cheeses brings out the bizarre, but I know the delicacies have no bearing on the lessons. God has shown me many truths in life in the simplest, most outrageous, extreme, and the mundane of places. Okay, so that's my first lesson from the deli. But there's several lessons in there, but that's my first story. But I do have another tale to tell. I was in the deli one day. Yep, more lessons from the deli. And there was an older gentleman right in front of me. The line was a little bit long, but again, it's worth waiting, especially if you have any food allergies or specific diets to follow, because this way you can get exactly what you want or need, and it's not already processed. You can get exactly what you want. So anyhow, there was this older gentleman in front of me. I can't tell you exactly how old he was, but I would guess somewhere in his 70s. So he was waiting in line, and he had a list. He already had a few things in a little basket that he was holding. His turn was coming up fairly soon. I think there were a couple people in front of him, and I was right directly behind him. So this day at the deli, it became apparent that this gentleman had his cell phone on him. His cell phone started to ring. He set his basket down and searched his jacket pocket and his pants, trying to figure out where his cell phone was. Once he realized it was in his front pocket, he pulled it out, flipped it open, and pushed the button. Well, when he did so, somehow ended up on speakerphone. So this gentleman, whose name I quickly found out was Henry, was a little bit dismayed that his phone was on speakerphone. And he kept turning it over and looking at it this way and that, trying to figure out, I think, how to take it off of speakerphone. But you could hear a woman's voice saying, Henry, Henry. So at one point, he closed the phone, which ended the call. Of course, the phone rang again very quickly thereafter. He flipped the phone back open. He pushed the button. And again, it projected this woman on the other end through the speakerphone. So he just kind of relented and said, hello. And it was apparently his wife. She said to him, Henry, don't forget to get the low-sodium ham and get the unsalted baked turkey that's roasted. And don't forget to get the low-fat provolone cheese. She kind of had a whole list of things that he needed. Um, from what she said, we all learned quickly that one or both of them was on a low-sodium, low-fat diet. So it takes a whole lot for me at that point not to laugh because he isn't really saying anything. He's just shaking his head yes at the phone. Like she can see him. So you can tell he's not comfortable with a cell phone and really not comfortable, I think, with the fact that his wife's voice is being projected throughout the deli on the cell phone that he didn't seem to know how to control. So people are just kind of looking around and trying not to hone in too much on their conversation, but it was really difficult not to do, especially when his wife starts to say to him, Henry, don't forget, you can't get the meat with the sodium in it. And don't get that bologna because if you get that bologna, it would be bad for your heart. The doctor said the last time you needed to cut down on these things that were high cholesterol. That includes the bologna and you need to get that blood pressure down. So don't cheat and get the regular high sodium ham like you did last time either. So <laughs> she's continuing to lecture him and tell him what he should and should not get for his health there at the deli. But at the same time, she's sharing his health issues. So he keeps trying to interrupt her. Margaret, Margaret, Margaret. So he's finally able to say, Margaret, I have it all written down and I'm not deaf. I can hear you because the louder he got, the louder she got. And so 
She says, "Well, don't you snap at me. I'm just trying to protect your health. Remember, the doctor said if you're going to continue to take that Viagra, you can't have high cholesterol because it could affect your heart. And the next time we get romantic, you could have a heart attack and die. You could just hear the murmurs of people trying hard not to giggle." Which me too, and I was right behind the man. We're just kind of looking at each other, trying not to breathe too loud, and not really knowing how to react. And so, good old Henry says, "Okay, Margaret, bye," and flips the phone shut. But without missing a beat, he steps up to the counter and, quick as anything, looks at the man behind the deli counter and says, "I'd like the regular ham and a pound of bologna with extra sodium." <laughs> and you could see his shoulders. Thank God! It started to shake up and down. I was standing behind him, and he started to laugh. And then everyone burst out laughing. I mean, that was quick thinking. Now that's real life funny, folks. What I learned in the deli on that day was to laugh more in my circumstances, including the ones that were far beyond my control. And when I do, it doesn't just lift my spirits; it helps the spirits of the people around me. Like Henry did that day, he turned a really awkward situation into something I doubt anybody who was in there will ever forget. Good old Henry and Margaret. I keep think of them often. I wonder and hope that they've had a whole lot more days of romance and baloney in their life. So again, just from seeing and observing the everyday people in my everyday life, I am reminded that. We may all be unique, but we are not that uncommon. What is common to most is common to many more than we give credit for. So I have come to believe that God allows us glimpses into other people's lives, like those I've met at the deli, so so that we'll learn how to respond and not to judge, to remember that we're all human and we should give each other and ourselves more grace than we do, and to teach us what not to say to our husbands on the phone. <laughs> Oh, but I could easily let the negative things in life define me. I could let the the bad hair days and the feelings of being adequate that sometimes hit me, and the how do I compare myself to others,、uh, tell me who I am and who I'm supposed to be. But I choose not to. I choose to embrace the lessons that God teaches me every day, because I may not be able to tell you day to day exactly what defines the way I feel in a given moment, but God has sure shown me what doesn't define me. And what never will. So I wrote a little something、uh, a while back、um, about what defines me. I'm going to share it with you right now. Ready? Okay. What defines me? I can tell you what does not define me: not cancer, not depression, not fear or anxiety, not OCD or any other ailment, not weighing too little, not weighing too much, the color of my skin, the style of my hair, the size of my butt. Or how it looks in jeans, not the dollars I have, the amount I give away, nor the dollars I owe, not the letters behind my name, the titles, nor the certificates I've earned, not how many know me, say they know me or want to know me, not the number who love me, nor the number who hate me. None of these worldly things defines me. Only one thing does: my Creator. He made me. He saved me. He set me free. He changes me. He grows me. He lets me be me. He challenges me, bails me out, props me up, pushes me to step up, step in, and to never walk on others to move forward. He humbles me, softens me, strengthens me, and hides me beneath his wings when I need refuge. All the while, whispering truth to my heart 
and mind, leading me in his ways of truth, lest I become a lover of the world and a hater of his word. He doesn't shame me, erase me, deny who I am. He doesn't know prejudice, sit in hatred, or spread lies. He is, I am, and I am thankful that in him I am defined, but not just defined. I am shaped to be kind, to be refined, and I'm made to shine. So thank you again for listening to the Woman Inspired Podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Again, please find, follow, and subscribe to, like, and share this podcast. Uh, add a link to your Facebook, your Instagram, or your Twitter, Twitter feed if you don't mind. And until next time, don't forget today's pod quote. When you judge another, you do not define them. You define yourself.